Welcome back to another Get Up and Do Something Uplift podcast. Today, we, as promised, we have Angelina, Emily, and Bree back for part two of our dating series. And today, we really wanted to talk about the do's and don'ts of dating. And so they've been doing their homework and uh, talking to many people, but their own experiences as well. So really want to get an understanding of some of the things that people are dealing with as it relates to dating, but also how it can be a good experience for everyone and also to have good social and, and, uh, and emotional and psychological benefits. All right. Because that's what we're all about here at Get Up and Do Something, which is our overall health. So let's talk about dating. And if I were to ask you, um, what makes a good date? So what makes a good date? I think first is really act like you are trying to get to know the person or act interested or not act, not even act, excuse me, take that out, be interested. Um, so that can come with a lot of different things such as asking questions to really try and get to know the person, asking interesting questions without delving too deep. So it's about asking good questions. And, yeah. and the purpose of the questions is for what? So you have a connection. Okay. You know, because you can find that you guys don't have anything in common or they don't, they can't handle a conversation or they're just bland. Yeah. Um, or you can find that you do connect with them. So what makes for a good question? I mean, if you were to, if someone was on a date with you, what would you say if you were, if they asked you something, you'd say, no, that's a really good question. I think something that's more than, what do you do for work? How many siblings do you have? The basic kind of mm, close-ended yeah. question. So something that maybe is a little more thoughtful that shows that the person is really trying to learn more about you, not just about the facts of your life, such as, are you a dog or a cat person? Or Right. And so more likely it'd be, what kind of dogs and cats do you like? Right? <laughs> so a little more depth to exactly. it. Or, or if you would think about it from the standpoint of, if I wanted to get to know who you are, what kind of areas are, would you say are safe to explore? We kind of were talking about this a little bit before. Yeah, because some people some people like to get really heavy. Um, I personally said if it's just at first, for example, a first date, you wouldn't ask any heavy questions right away. So if we're on a first date, I wouldn't want anyone asking me, how. so how many kids are you going to have? And I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, I don't even know what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> so... Yeah. But I also, think. we were saying something about, you know, topics such as money, um, weird things like that to stay away from on the first date. That's the resume be. at home and resume questions at home. So it's really yeah. about, we call it different levels of vulnerability. And so when you get to, I mean, the superficial questions are, hi, what's your name? Who, where are you from? How many, where where'd you grow up? What are you interested in? Mm -hmm. But as you go down in deeper levels of vulnerability, you actually start to, to, learn more about them in terms of what their hopes are, their fears are, their anxieties, their joys, their triumphs. Those are more personal and they're more vulnerable and isn't part of getting to know a person actually beginning to unveil those layers of vulnerability. Otherwise, we're just superficial. I know who you are. I, I know what you look like and I know where you're from. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think it, the good questions are about getting to those deeper levels and, and how deep should you go? Depends on the stage, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. or it kind of depends on the person and the stage and if you knew them before and 
there's a lot of factors. The logistics to your relationship because it it can be, you guys can be dating just to date or you can be dating to form some type of relationship that's going to continue in the future. Which could be a friendship or it could be, you know, a BFF or it could be any number of things, (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah. you could be in the friend zone. Yeah. (laughs) Or you could be something more serious. But I think one of the things I kind of get your comment on this is that when you're getting to know someone on a date and the purpose, as you said, is to get to know somebody is really to under, understand them, but not to be too awkward, as you said, Emily, and getting too deep and too personal too quickly. Mm-hmm. You sort of have to feel each other out. And so the idea is to get a sense of who they are, what they're from, what they're interested in, what do they likes or dislikes, um, and, uh, and to get to know them at a deeper level. And as you begin to feel more comfortable you can begin to get a little bit more deeper, but that's not on one date. That could be on multiple dates, right? Mm-hmm. I also think it's contingent on how much the people are clicking. So I think you hear this a lot of people that go on a first date. Um, the conversation just flowed if it went really well. So maybe you do get into some of those deeper questions a little more easily, but if you're kind of realizing on the date that you're not having that connection with that person, I don't really think it gets to the place where you're asking more personal um, and detailed question. Cause you know, why would you want to be that vulnerable with someone who you don't have that connection with? Right. And the connection is really a, an aha moment, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is when you realize that you and they think the same way. And that's usually what happens, right? You go, Oh, you too. You mm-hmm. think this, and then you start to talk and you say, ah, oh, you have that interest in that, which is what causes that connection. But you raise an interesting point. If you're on a date, there's also this issue of what makes for a good date is the the sense of you don't feel trapped, you don't feel hemmed in, and there's an escape route, Mm -hmm. right? And so the idea is that you don't, in other words, you create, if I was to ask someone out on a first date, do you think it's a good idea to go someplace safe where, for example, if it wasn't going well, you could say, well, thanks, it's been enjoyable for the last 10 seconds or 15 (laughs) minutes, and then say, I got to go and that, and then that's fine. But you at least had the opportunity to try to get to know somebody. So do you think it's fair that uh, what kind of first date, like if you look at the place and location, what, what, what are some of the do's there? I think definitely pick an, an ideal location that the other person may be familiar with as well. So, I mean, if, if you're going on a date and you're telling the other person to go somewhere out of state, that may be a little tricky because it's somewhere- That'd be a red flag, would it yeah, not? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe not. Um, because it's unfamiliar to them. And again, like you said, if they needed to get home or to get back, it's like, okay, what do I do now in this situation? Take right. an hour and a half Uber back to- Right. right. Well, if you think about it, uh, something even in terms of length of time, like for example, a cup of coffee to get to know someone is a very nice initiation where you're not- not over and you can linger as long as you care to safe it's a safe thing Mm -hmm. it's not and also it's in the middle of the day yes yeah you know expectation there dinners and food is is also an option but you know it's it depends on where you go and and, and, And those expectations are being longer you're sitting down for Mm -hmm. dinner so that's why i think you know people meet for drinks and if it's in the evening type and you're getting a drink that can totally turn into let's go grab a bite to eat if it's going well or um kind of hop around and stuff like that but also a drink you can easily one drink 
got to go home, walk my cat, and you can be out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's okay. a big excuse. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I've never heard of anybody walking a cat. But I guess that's fun. Uh, the idea, though, is uh, if I were to, if you were to say, for example, what advice would you give women about how to give or provide or be or behave on a date to make it a good experience? What would you say? I think going with an open mind, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. just be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you go with an open mind. You're also a cognizant of making sure that you're safe and that mm -hmm. you're doing well. But how do you make sure that your person you're dating is, is it's, it's a good experience for them? Um, I think, oh, we talked about things such as, you know, don't be on your phone. That's rude. Um, even if, Maybe you're not getting that instant connection right away. Just like Angelina was saying, you know, be polite, be friendly. Um, you know, don't do anything to maybe lead the person on if you're not feeling it. Um, ask questions. Yeah. Like, ask them questions. Don't talk about yourself the whole entire time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be present, being present and being in the moment. So if they're talking to you, you know, that mm -hmm. body language and mm -hmm. eye contact right. and not looking around at other people that may be around you guys, even if you find right. somebody attractive that walks by or something. So you, you're focused. You're actually giving them attention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're, and you're doing that. Okay, good. What other things would you ask, would you say would that you would do to say, get prepared so that it's a good dating experience? I have to pick out my outfit. Okay. So, you, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. so you would actually spend the time to actually <laughs> plan what you yeah, wear. Wait, oh, yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually thoughtful. It's not just spur of the moment because we talked a little bit about that last time about spur of the moment versus an actual date. It's just it's, it, it, there has to be some planning involved. Mm -hmm. Is that true? To make it a good date, should there be some planning involved? Definitely. I think there does need to be planning involved, um, especially so you guys aren't just wandering aimlessly saying, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And there's usually probably a time limit on this date. Yeah. Um, so you shouldn't be wandering around like, oh, what do we do next? And mm -hmm. it's always good if somebody has some type of plan mm -hmm. in mind and they may have that plan according to questions that they may have asked you, like what are some of your favorite restaurants or what are some things that you like to do? But mm -hmm. somebody, I feel as though somebody should come up with some type of plan of what there has to be something you're going to do rather than yeah. we'll figure it out as we go. Right. And then that just seems that you're not really taking me seriously as an individual. Yeah. Right. You're actually, not your you, I'm not worth my, I, you don't, I'm not worth an, enough to you that you will actually spend time planning and making an effort. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for men, right? When they're playing, they should make an effort mm -hmm. to, create something or to plan something such that it's a it's a thoughtful experience it shows some time and effort rather than hey let's go out okay you know and that yeah. just seems so superficial and it, it really is somewhat counterproductive is it not yeah i mean how do you feel if someone comes up to you and says oh let's just go out let's sing out for a while versus someone who comes up to you and says you know i thought that'd be great i thought you were interested in this how about if we try this let's meet at one o'clock on thursday and, and and do this for a couple hours i'd really enjoy the time if you you know if you care to uh, and yeah what's we the also, difference instead of like saying oh let's hang out what we should hang out one time or like yeah. hang out soon or whatever and it's like okay when is that what does that mean right so and weird. I don't know what you mean by that. But then if you're like, no, let's meet at this time at this date and we're going to go on a mini golfing yeah. or yeah. whatever that is. whatever. Exactly. If they have the down to the specifics, like we're going to this restaurant and I made a reservation for seven o'clock. I'll Ooh. be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. 
Well, if I were to ask you kind of to play off that a little bit, what has someone done for you or someone that you know that you said, wow, that's impressive? I like when things are planned for me, just like we talked about this. So when it's this, then this, then this, um, that yeah. makes me happy when I don't have to do anything. And you're a little more relaxed, right? Yeah. You, you, you sort of know where things are going to go for the evening mm-hmm. and or the afternoon or the day. And you, you, it makes you feel more relaxed, more in control mm-hmm. versus I have no idea what's going on. Right. Well, that's the other thing. It gives you some sort of expectations or idea of even going back to something silly like choosing your outfit and um, kind of mm-hmm. knowing and preparing yourself. Well, if we're going to be doing an activity like mini golfing, okay, I feel like that takes a little pressure off of just sitting there staring at each other trying to come up with something to say if it doesn't go well. Well, or um, if you decide to go hiking and all you have is like uh, pumps or, or sandals, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really it's really not going to make your day, right? It's actually going to be pretty miserable and you'll look at the guy going, you're clueless. Yeah. You have no idea, right? And so th- they and they need to know that too, right? That there's a plan and that people need to prepare for a specific event, right? And that makes it a little bit easier. All right. So, anything else that you've you've heard of that you would say, "Wow, now that's impressive." Um. So, one time when I was going out on a date, they reserved the reservation specifically for when the sun was going to set, and the restaurant we went to was on a top floor, so we had a view of the whole city, and we got there at the time where the sun was setting. They also set it up so that there were like flowers on the table when we got there. So I was like this time in. and the way I, the amount of time I take to get ready, I was like, wow, I'm glad, I'm glad this all worked out and I was on time, but <laughs> my hair done in time. So, so the person actually impressed you because they were very thoughtful. They really went ahead and they even looked at the time of day, the, the angle of the sun, yeah. right? the flowers that are in bloom. I mean, this is a lot of effort, right? Yes. Okay. So that's sort of, it shows a lot of interest and and effort on that part. Yes, Emily. I do think there is a fine line between trying too hard and doing something nice like that. Yeah. I was just telling them about um, my friend that had an experience with a guy that was just trying to show off his money to her the whole time. And for her, it was so unattractive and just, she just kind of was saying he just wasn't being himself or you couldn't have normal conversation because all he cared about was money yeah so there definitely is a difference especially in the stage of dating i think like maybe for a first date that would have been a little too much yeah Yeah. if it was a first date that would have been you don't need to over impress on the first date there's other things we need to get to that means you there may be a psychological problem involved here if someone's way too (laughs) impressive on the first date it should be appropriate for the stage of the date and your relationship with a person yeah Right. When you think about um, this and say you've got these dates and you're going on these different things and they plan and this kind of thing. But uh, honestly, I think a lot of people struggle, again, as we mentioned before, with conversation. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to or what when is it too far? When is it too invasive or even how to respond? Because if people have different views about things, how do you handle that on a date when they are they have this perspective, which is totally opposite from someone else? Right. How do you, which is a potential conflict. Oh, yeah. So so what do you do? Do you say, okay, I'm out of here. You know, I can't handle this. Or how, how would you recommend that be handled? You mean in the moment? Yes. Oh. I think it's, I think you need to be open and honest. Yeah. Like we've been saying, if you're 
dating somebody, you're getting to know them and trying to see if you're compatible with them, even if it's just going to turn out to be a friendship. And don't just sit there. It depends on the level of of what it is. If it's they like cats and you like dogs, okay. But if it's something <laughs> more serious that can turn into a conflict, I honestly, they, I feel like there are situations where it's okay to be like, I don't think this is working right now. I, or be polite, ju- right. or be polite yeah. and just say, you know, I, I just have a difference of opinion. Right. Yeah. Yes. On that, you don't need to get into an argument. No. That's no. counterproductive for everybody. But it would give an indication to someone that eh, we're probably not as compatible. We can be, quote unquote, loose friends. How's yeah. that? You know, and uh, and but it's something that people do have differences of opinion. But that's the part of dating, isn't it? That's the purpose of it is to get to know people mm-hmm. and get to yeah. understand who they are and 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 what kind of person they are and and whether they're a person you would want to consider longer term than just a, a one one and done, as we say. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So. Good conversation, though, is about asking good questions. So how much, when do you know when you should sort of shut up and not talk so much? Because a lot of people get talking about themselves and they just keep talking and talking, sort of like what I'm doing now. (laughs) (laughs) I think people that do that don't recognize that they do that. So... Or if you're nervous, know. sometimes it is very easy to just like word vomit and just be like, <laughs> just come up with these things and go on and go on and on. Um, or you clam up. So it's just trying to find that middle ground, especially if you are nervous for a first date or whatever. Because usually we're talking about a first date, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just maybe slowing down as well. And it maybe even can come from just listening to what the other person has to say instead of thinking about what you're going to say next, but just listening to every word and then saying and then responding mm-hmm. to what they're going to say instead of thinking about that next. Oh, like, oh, I want to say this next. And then you're interrupting them or missing something that they said. Yes. Or think about, yeah. you know, if you're talking, talking, taking a second to think about, okay, what have I learned about this person? And if you can't come up with things, you should probably yeah. take a step back and let the other person tell them about themselves. One of the things I've found helpful for people is to read widely. In other words, to have lots of things to be able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the things that a lot of people don't do today is they tend is to read about a lot of different things or expose themselves to different views and things like that so that they have something to talk about. The art of a good conversation is is oftentimes not having to have a lot of under depth of knowledge, but at least enough knowledge that you can begin to talk about different things. And so and also to show an interest in what other people are doing. For example, if someone is very interested in a particular hobby, well, that's interesting. Right. But but you may not know what that is or it may not be interesting to you, but at least you can ask questions about it as it goes forward, or if they're interested in specific types of outings or certain types of activities, which may not be yours, but at least you can ask about it, right? And so that they can talk about those different things. So a lot of it is about your breadth, about understanding a little bit more about what you can ask and, and being able, knowledgeable about what you can ask. So the question, we already had a podcast about asking questions and conversations, so we will refer to that one. But the idea, um, if I were to ask you a little bit about how you approach a date, the expectations that people should or shouldn't have about a date, let's just say the first date first. We'll look at that one. What, what, are, what are the expectations, the mindset that you should sort of think have going into that first date. Someone asked you out. So they actually did the the work of saying, let's go out and meet at one o'clock at a coffee shop on Thursday. 
right? That's my popular day today. It's Thursday. <laughs> so, uh, and then you, you go there, but the idea is what should the expectation be? I think go open-minded and don't have your expectations too high where you'll be disappointed during the day. And um, I think, like I said, it's a, if it's the first date, just don't have your expectations too high because you never know. That's your first time, you know, really starting to get to know the person. How, how do you handle someone who says, okay, thanks, but I no thanks. So they don't want to do the follow-up or you don't want to do the follow-up. We were kind of talking about this too, is that, cause I said something about, you know, even if you weren't interested in the person after the date, I think it would be nice to follow up and say, thanks. I had a nice time, but then we had conflicting views mm -hmm. saying, don't do that because then that leads the other person on. So yeah. I don't know. So and if it happens to you to say like they didn't want to follow, like they didn't follow up with you or like, they're like, you know, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's really good just to kind of think about it. Like, okay, maybe it wasn't for the best. You know, they're not necessarily saying that I'm bad, but mm -hmm. somebody else might be better for them than me. And then if you kind of think about it in that aspect, that it's nothing wrong with you, but it's just like, there might be somebody else that's more compatible with them. Mm -hmm. I think Not a lot there. of people worry um, after the date about whether they made an impression or they worry about what the person thought about them and how does that kind of affect the way things go or, you know, many times people will look for someone to contact them after the date and it never happens. And so they wait by their phone, both men and women, yeah. right? Waiting and say, well, they never got, she never got back to me or he never got back to me. So I don't know how it went. And then the question is, people ask, well, how soon should you get back after them? You don't want to appear too eager. I've heard that. But you also don't want to look like you're a um, uh, sort of a uh, impolite and rude as well. So what is your advice on that? Oh, God, I don't know. I think give it a – so let's say you went on a date and you went out for drinks around 6 p.m. I say <laughs> – to be specific – I say let – them go to sleep and sleep on it and wake up the next day and you can text them the next day because I know some people that will like after right after the first date they'll want to call them and talk to them and it's like just give them a little I don't know I personally give them some breathing room yeah yeah give like them we breathing just room. went on the date give them some breathing room to talk to their friends about it um or talk to their brother about it you know yeah. And then contact them in the morning. You don't want to feel smothered. Yeah. 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 You want to have the freedom because people still want to in, uh, maintain their independence and they don't want to feel like someone's trying to just in, infringe upon their, I would say their space. Right. From that standpoint. I think yeah. it is important though, if you are interested and stop, you know, trying to play this game of right. like, I'm not going to text them first. They've got to do me. They have to do, you know, text me first. I think it's just yeah. like, just follow up. Like the next say, day, just, yeah. just do it. It's, yeah. If you're interested in someone and you like them, yeah. there's no problem in following up with them. No. Yeah, As no. if they aren't, then they'll tell you so, or they'll at least give an indication, but it's not a problem to do that. In fact, I think one of the things in dating is that people don't do that appropriately. They play games, like you mm -hmm, said, right. which actually makes the situation worse. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. Be respectful is what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? Be respectful and treat them as you would like them to treat you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that kind of thing. Well, kind of looking at this, if you were to say, I'm going to kind of switch it a little bit as we get through the time here. What is the worst date experience that you have ever heard of? Um, <laughs> we're going to learn from the negatives now. So 
one thing I would like to say is chivalry, chivalry is not dead, people. <laughs> <laughs> so open doors, be polite. Yes, yeah. open doors, be polite. Um, Wait for the girl to sit down before you sit down. Yeah. Don't yeah. eat with your hands. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's a hand place. But anyways, yeah. but you're getting the idea is, is that treat people respectfully. And I would say that a lot of women want to be treated respectfully and men should treat them respectfully. Mm-hmm. Right. And not treat them as um, a frat brother. Mm-hmm. How's that? Right. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. What other things would you say? Worst date experiences? I was just telling them about how one of my friends went on a date this past week. And the person she was on a date with actually told her not to pick certain X amount of items on the menu. It was an a la carte menu. And they told them not to pick a certain amount of items on the menu because I guess he had a budget. And that one was so just, <laughs> yeah, it so, was like, if so you I'm, ta- afford- <laughs> I'm taking you out, but you can't eat. We'll have water, please. Yeah. And he told her <laughs> like get one side or something. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. So in other so words, weird. choose the appropriate dating spot based on your budget. Don't yeah. go to a place in which you look like you don't know what you're doing. Because it probably yeah. would have been more fun for them to go somewhere. Not as nice, but... Could have gone to a burrito yeah. place. Literally, And, yeah, and yeah. had a lot more so fun. fun. So much more yeah. fun. Yeah. So stick within your budget. And that's an important point is that don't you don't have to impress with money. Right. Yes. Right. You, would you agree that many women aren't impressed by that? No. Yeah. Well, just like I was saying with my friend, too, it was a turnoff for her, for the guy that was just trying to impress her with his money. And, you know, that's so not what she was trying to learn about him at the time. Yeah. Um, and also she going back to bad date stories said that after the first date, he told my friend that he had already told his mom about her and she was like, this is weird. We had, <laughs> I met him once and now his mom knows about me. So that was a huge turn off. <laughs> I mean, maybe his mom and him were close. <laughs> the first date. But don't, I, I feel like he could have saved that for exactly. him and his mom. Exactly. Yeah. Difference between yeah, telling the yeah. mom and, you know, maybe and then telling that's your relationship. The girl you're dating. Then. Exactly. He didn't have to tell. There's various levels of disclosure and some things yes. need to be held back for a while until things play out. Oh, yeah. She was trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm serious about you. Or I don't know. But that was a turnoff for her because yeah. she was like, this is she was, she was, too fast. She was yeah. not ready for it. Yet. No, it was yeah. one date. Now, looking at our last few minutes that we have, what are some of the takeaways that you want those listening to know about? so that they have a better chance at having a successful date. What are the takeaways? Again, one main one I think is being present and being in the moment um, to really get to know the person. So that does include staying off your phone. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. And if, cause if you're not yourself and you know, then that's not the right person for you if you're acting one way that isn't really you and you find yourself and you find you get along. Um, but just be yourself and okay. the right person will accept that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just focus on the conversation. I think conversation is important just to see if you have that connection with somebody else and just be like, like Bree said, be open and just know how to carry on a conversation. Okay. And it's kind of to summarize some of the things that you all discussed here is Number one, set a time, a place, and have an idea of what you're willing to, you're going to do. Make it a plan. Don't just sit there and do it off the cuff because sometimes that doesn't work out. Now, maybe later on in a dating experience that would work, but early on, you got to have a plan. And then start off slow. You mentioned that as well. 
Uh, initial dates are about making an initial connection, but also an opportunity for people to not feel trapped, hemmed in, or uncomfortable. So it's about making feel people feel uncomfortable, people feel comfortable, right? In terms of the location, the timing, um, the budget, right? <laughs> All those types of things. Um, and then you also mentioned be other centered, treat someone as you would like to be treated, right? And t be chivalrous, yes. right? Be courteous, be ladylike, be gentlemanly, right? In terms of your behavior. Be yourself. And be yourself. Absolutely. Because if you're not, you end up attracting someone who mm -hmm. you are not compatible with, mm -hmm. right? In the first place. And then you also mentioned focus on getting to know the other person. And you also mentioned sort of in a non-judgmental fashion. Hold your opinions. Just get to know them and be open-minded, but don't pretend to be something, as you said, that you're not. Then what, one thing we didn't mention too much was about paying attention to grooming and dress, right? Dress appropriately, but also spend some time so you actually show some courtesy because grooming is a form of courtesy. And lastly, I just want to say, have a sense of humor, right? And don't take yourself too seriously. Laugh it off. Yeah. It's a bad date, just <laughs> laugh with your friends yeah. later about it. It's a good story. Exactly. Well, this has been a great 30 minutes, all right, or about that time here with Get Up and Do Something Uplift broadcast, looking at dating, our, our sequel to our first one. And this has been Bree, Emily, and Angelina, as well as Dr. Peterson, having a few moments of conversation. And we hope your dating life will be a successful one. <laughs>